why the whole story? Why the whole story of Scripture? Why history all that way long to Daniel? Why history all that way long to now? If God is powerful enough to make the changes necessary, um, why the long story? Why the long story? There's some things that we need to learn, and there's some things that actually he needs to show us about ourselves. So, he starts off the, 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 the story of trying to populate this world with his kings and his queens, with one man and his wife in the garden. What happens? Epic fail. Yeah? Culminates in a world full of sinfulness. He goes, okay, let me grab this guy, get him to build this big boat, yeah? Chuck in two by two, yeah? And use this family. What happens as soon as they come out of the boat? Epic fail. That's Noah. You can follow it in Genesis. He goes, oh, let me get this, 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 this Abraham, father of many, through whom my blessings will flow to the whole of the world. Let me grab him and use him as head of a family and teach the world who I am through this guy. Abraham had faith. He did. But read his story and see if he was perfect. Actually, he wasn't. And so he tried dad of a family, trying to lead a family. Didn't quite work. Keep going. The son in a family, in Isaac and Jacob, didn't work. Chose a family now, a whole family, Israel. Let me try these people. Let me try them. What happens? The mighty works coming out of Egypt. Incredibly, incredible stuff done by God for these people so that they would be the ones who, bear, who bore his name. They will be the ones when people look at them and they'll go, oh, those are those guys who worship that God who could part the seas, who defeated Pharaoh in the space of weeks. Those are those guys. Wow, okay. But what happened with them? Grumbling in the wilderness, <laughs> grumbling and grumbling and grumbling. They get to the promised land and they do one thing, which I find very interesting. They have God before them, God amongst them, and they ask for a king. And if you read Samuel, you'll hear how that is a heartbreak for God. So God gives them a king in Saul, and Saul does exactly what Samuel warns them kings are going to do. He will take your sons and he'll make them in his military, and he'll take your daughters, and they'll be his perfumers, and that's what's going to be happening. The king will decide stuff. Yeah? So God's like, okay, you want a king? I'm a gracious God. Let's see how we can make this work. Read the stories of the kings. <laughs> they try, and God uses them, and David does mighty stuff, and he sets up Israel in a place of peace by the time Solomon comes and has his empire. God has used kings. Well, what happens? Does it work? No. King after king after king. And it's the same story with the prophets. The really good ones don't live forever. They die. The really good kings don't live forever. They die. The really bad kings, they damage the nation in the time that they're alive. So year on year on year on year, the story that we're learning from Scripture throughout the Bible as you come across is... Humanity is just failing at this, absolutely. They're trying and it's just not working. You're unable to fulfill your side of the covenant, whereas God is utterly faithful, even in our unfaithfulness. 
So king after king after king after king. And evil slowly rises amongst these people who bear God's name. And they're no longer known as those people who worship that God who parted the seas. Now the story's changing and it's muddied. So yes, they worship that God who parted the seas, but they also worship Asherah, who this is a pole that you put up, and I don't know what you do with Asherah poles. I need to do some research on it, but it's a pole. I suppose you dance around it. You know, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do with the pole? You know, stick stuff on it? You know, just, yeah, come and save me, you stick. <laughs> but that's what they do. So when people look at Israel, what do they see? Muddied waters. They don't hear the story of God. Those who he wanted to reflect him to the world so that the world may know the knowledge of this God, failed, and failed, and failed, and failed. And if they stayed in their land as they were, the waters would get muddier and muddier. And so, off into exile, they go. A a, a sinful nation, cast out of the land of promise. And then um, we encounter this chap, Mr. Daniel, God is my judge. And uh, he's got some, some hero stuff in there, I tell you. The guy, he, he sleeps and he hears from God directly, like he sees stuff, you know, really incredible stuff, you know. He's known for praying, you know, when stuff's going down. He's like, I'm going to pray, this is what I'm going to do. When they put the thing up and they go, you've got to worship the king, what's Daniel doing? He's like, no, I'm going to find me a corner where I always pray, and this is where I'm going to pray, I'm going to talk to God, and me and God are going to be tight. When I go before the king, I'm not going to hide, I'll tell him what God has said for me to say, oh, you, you're messing up, change from your ways. If you don't change from your ways, you're going to eat grass for seven years until you, you know, not easy stuff to say to someone who surrounded Jerusalem and kept it surrounded until the city starved and then took over it and now was effectively lord of the whole known world. All the things you want in a hero, Daniel has him. He's courageous, he's brave, he's faithful to God. He doesn't muddy the waters. And, Do you want to have some pork? No, I'm going to have vegetables and water. I like crackling. <laughs> and then we come to this, this bit. Now, Years in exile, having to serve king after king after king. Um, A memory of home in his head somewhere, in his heart. The songs, the smells, the foods, the ways of living. Passover. It's been so long. And he knows, having been a good student of what he had as the Bible, that God's promise was 70 years. After 70 years, I'll send some of you back home. It's like this is close. This is close. And he comes and he bows down. But the, what he says is really weird. He doesn't actually say, God, I'm homesick. I want to go back. The sun was better. The grass was nice to sit on. You know. I like the sound of the kids going to school speaking my language. I'm in a place where they speak weird. It doesn't say that. He begins confession for his people. 
he begins adoration for his God. He doesn't separate himself from his people, which he can, actually. God, you know my people, they're sinful, yeah? <laughs> By the time we left Jerusalem, when I was in my 20s, I was still a, I was a cool dude. I, I, I did my thing, you know what I mean? I wasn't there by the pole dancing. That wasn't me. You know, I wasn't eating the pork. Even when we came here, I didn't eat the pork. Other people were going to do that. I left that aside. What does he do? He stands in with them. Absolutely. No wavering. No double thinking. Nothing of the sort. It's just, I am with these guys. I am going to put ash and sackcloth upon myself. And I'm going to tell God the truth of who we are as a people who should be bearing his name. We are one body. And you are God. The story of my family is weird. The story of my family is full of jerks, you know? But I am numbering myself with them because I can't stand here and go, you know, it's, it's Charlie in the corner over there who's responsible for all that's going on now. Actually, if I take the visions I've had of you so far for what they are, there is no way that I can call myself righteous and holy in comparison to you. So, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Why? Not because we kind of need to go back and stuff like that, but because the name that we bear, the thing that we are known by, is your name. The thing that we are known by is your name. When we mess up, it's your reputation we're messing up. We're ruining the job that you gave us, which is to glorify your name in all the earth. So he bows and he prays. And uh, um, this is one of, one of those passages you read and you go, Jesus really was a Jew and Jesus really knew these scriptures because when they ask him, how should we pray? What does Jesus say? He says, when you pray. Not if, like when you pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Number yourself amongst those who are beside you. Number yourself amongst those who are beside you because pride is the one thing that will stop you being in the place to receive blessing from God. That's as simple as it is. So, what's that to us? Before we sort of go and do the maths a bit later. What's that to us? Uh, how connected are you to the sinfulness of this nation? How connected are you to the sinfulness of those who've gone before you? How connected are you to those who are sinful now? When you pray for despots, do you place them over there in the sinful bucket and you over here in the righteousness, bu righteousness bucket in your time of intercession? Are you connected to the, the, the story of, um, and this is, I'll say it and you can do with it how you want. 
Are you connected to the story of slavery? Where do you put those people? Are they over here in the sinfulness bucket? And you over here in the righteousness bucket? Are you connected to the story of gender inequality? Is that over here in the sinfulness bucket? And you over here in the righteousness bucket? Are you connected to the story of no young people in church? When I talk, what are the statistics? 2,000 people in, in 2,000 young people, young people being youth and young adults in church every Sunday in the Church of England. Are you connected to that story? Or is that the fault of the, the old cracky vicars over here in the sinfulness bucket and not you over here? You connected? If no, why not? If yes, how is your active prayer? When we start to repent for the collective, collective human sinfulness, it just has a different texture to it. It fits more in the forgive us our trespasses, and it fits more in the your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it moves us from righteous observers missing the fact that we need grace to humble participants in God's mission. I'll say that again. Righteous observers <laughs> to humble participants. And so, Daniel prays, and it's, it's an incredible prayer. What he says is, history the history of my people means that I have to come humbly before you. The history of my people is terrible, Lord God, and I am part of that. But you are faithful. And you said 70 years, so thy kingdom come. Yours is the, glo- the, the glory, the honor and the power, and the power, the honor and the glory, that one. Is it that one? I don't know which one it is. Yours are those forever and ever. Amen. Yours are those forever and ever. Amen. And then what happens? Something incredible. Um, While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and making my request to the Lord God for his holy hill, for his kingdom to come, While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. What? What? Who's ever had a reply to prayer like that one? Hands up. What? In swift flight. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. I've come to give you what? Insight and understanding. Perspective. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. For you are highly esteemed. So, God resists the proud and raises the humble. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. So, when you started praying, not when you finished, When you started praying, and I want you to pick up here that Daniel doesn't ask for anything until the very end. He doesn't start with, help me with this particular thing. He starts with, you are God in heaven, and here on earth are we. You are God in heaven, and we are sinful. 
Jesus, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. This is where he starts from, you know. You're there, we're here. We can't, we're pale. As soon as that was going on, a word was sent out. Do you know what? This is the kind of person we want to know what we're doing. This is the kind of person we want to include in the plan. This is the kind of person we want to know what the bigger picture is. So, Gabriel, swift flight, make your way down there, yeah? And have a chat with this guy and let him know what's going to be going on. Let him know in colloquial terms, Wagwan, yeah? Go, go see this guy, chat to him. So, swift flight, Gabriel gets there. This guy's still praying. He's kind of at the place where he's asking. He's not really given a particular answer to the prayer that he's asking for. He's shown a big plan. And what's the big plan? We could do the maths. I'm not good at maths. But this is basically what's going on. God is saying to Daniel, and um, there are study Bibles which you can use to kind of help you numerically work out what's going to be happening. But God's affirming to Daniel some of the visions he's already given him about what's going to be happening, and setting the stall out for the much grander picture. And if you read chapter 7, I think, and chapter 6 of Daniel, you'll see that Daniel has seen the throne set up in heaven and the Son of Man sitting upon it, reigning. So God says to this guy, my plan actually is, you think I'm not involved in your people and what they're doing, but actually I'm trying to tell you something about you guys as I prepare you for what's to come. Yeah? Father amongst you failed. Son amongst you failed. Brother amongst you sold brother into slavery. The story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're just getting there. You know? Prophets amongst you, those who were afraid, like Elijah, and he, he did incredible things, weren't perfect. He didn't die, but uh, he needed a lot of help. He rode a chariot into heaven, so he's still not here to help you, you know. Everyone who followed in also died or failed. Prophets amongst you weren't enough. Kings amongst you, they just failed. I chose kings from among you Israelites to be kings and empire, empires across, across the globe. Solomon, I gave him wisdom so that he would shine across the world. What? Failed. Absolutely failed. So what did I do? I wanted you to see what I could do with people who weren't like you. So here come Nebuchadnezzar, here come the Medes and the Persians, here come the Greeks, here come the Romans. And what did power and my favor in the hands of foreigners do? It cast the world into darkness. So what am I going to do? In 70 by 70 by, do the maths, weeks, someone's going to come. Someone's going to come, and he's going to be one with the Father. So when you see him, you will know the Father in heaven. He's going to be the son of the living God. He's going to be Emmanuel. Yeah. Not, not just a name, but a theology. God with us. This is the, the change. Not God in the temple, but God amongst us, walking beside us. He's going to be a prophet like no other with insight into people's lives. Go and sin no more. You without sin, cast the first stone. He's going to be a king like no other. And he's not going to fail. He's going to be perfect in all these things. Because when he receives power and authority, the first thing he's doing is serving. Serving by loving. And loving and loving and loving and loving 
and loving, even to the point where you collectively as human beings reject him and nail him to a tree. And the one enemy you have who puts you in the place where you have greed, where you have selfishness, death, and all the things that death brings with it, all the ills that it comes with it, he's going to utterly destroy. And the kingdom he sets up, like that stone that comes and knocks the statue down and grows into a holy mountain, that kingdom will have no end. So, why the long story? Long story is for us to know who we are. Long story is for us to know who God is. Why pray? Because somewhere in, this, in his mysterious plan and his decision-making, God has said, when they ask, I'm going to do stuff. I'm still going to do what I've planned to do, but when they ask, I'm going to do stuff. I am going to do stuff. What is it we're going to pray for today? I don't know, but I suggest, perhaps, um, don't ignore the newspaper. Don't ignore it. Pick it up. Don't be so Christian bubbled, you forget what's happening outside of the building. Don't forget Acton on this side. Don't forget Shepherd's Bush. Don't forget Richmond and Chiswick. It may be money missing on that side, but there might be spirit missing on this other side, and both are in poverty. Enter the space of repentance. I'll finish with this. Um, This building, this building bears God's name. And uh, if I've got the story right, before there were people gathered here and there was just dust and rubble, someone came and prayed. Someone came here and prayed. And in his mysterious decision-making, God said, when they pray, I will do stuff. Yeah? And, And... Four or five years later, there was a marquee in here, and people were meeting and praying. Now, there's comfortable chairs. There's a stage being done. We had worship nights here, things going on. We will start Friday lunch club soon. We can't put the heating on because of the dust. Yeah, the cloud. (laughs) The prayer chapel's almost done. Um, There is something God's doing in response to what people are saying. Yeah? So my encouragement is, um, let us step out from the righteous place and enter the humble place and ask God for something that's bigger than just us. Because we could be praying to go home like Daniel did, but that's just for us. Daniel prays for something bigger, the rot in the heart, so that we could reflect God and his glory to the world that needs it. Should we pray? Yeah, is that all right? Can I get him to stand? Is that okay, Nicola? Yeah, because you've been sitting and I've been chatting and it's worth just doing something else. Um, Yeah. Will you be the prophet of this time and with your own mouth and tongue ask the Lord of heaven and earth 
in repentance for us as a nation, for us as a church, for us as a people, and ask that his kingdom come.